Buenos dias from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from the 12th of January, 2023. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Friday the 6th, a group of opposition leaders asked Anthony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, to reveal which were the state entities, regional and multilateral organizations, and non-governmental organizations that received money from the United States for humanitarian aid, as well as the exact amount that was given to each. The request was made after Ned Price, spokesman for the United States, stated at a press conference that the White House has sent more than $2.3 billion in humanitarian aid to Venezuelans inside and outside of the country. According to the document, the interesting party wants to know if the objective of these funds has been met. Moving on, on Thursday the 5th, the opposition National Assembly appointed three new deputies to be part of the new 2023-2024 to directive. The elected were Dinora Figuera as president, Marianela Fernandez as first vice president, and Oracelo Vasquez as second vice president. The three women currently live abroad. Figuera and Vasquez currently live in exile in Spain, and Trujillo is currently based in the United States. However, not only did the opposition choose new deputies for the year, on the same day, the Chavista National Assembly also appointed its board of directors. Those elected were Jorge Rodriguez as president, Pedro Infante as first vice president, and America Perez as second vice president. Next up on Monday the 9th, the United States Department of the Treasury issued a license that grants the opposition National Assembly the ability to manage Venezuela assets abroad. According to the document, the Assembly will have the power to regulate strategic assets such as the Citigo Refiner, a subsidiary of the PDVSA in the U.S. After the elimination of the interim presidency of Guaido, the U.S. stated that it maintains its recognition of the opposition Venezuelan parliament. Likewise, the U.S. said that the new license does not include the Chavisto Assembly, fraudulently installed in 2021. On the same day, Dinora Figuera, president of the opposition National Assembly, announced that they plan to appoint representatives to five countries, including the United States after Carlos Vecchio's functions as ambassador in Washington, D.C. ceased as a result of the elimination of the interim government. Figuera specified that these representatives will not have the status of ambassadors, but will be representatives of the opposition parliament. But as you know, not everything is sunshine and rainbows. On Monday the 9th, Maduro's government asked the International Criminal Police Organization for assistance in apprehending the new leadership of the opposition assembly. Tarek William Saad, Venezuela's attorney general, reported that the Maduro government will issue a red notice against Denora Figuera, Ostera Vasquez, and Marianela Fernandez for treason, money laundering, and impersonating public officials. Apparently, Iran is watching Maduro's back. On Sunday the 8th, Iran's president, Ibrahim Raisi, warned Maduro against normalizing relations with the United States. The statement came after Maduro said in a televised interview that Venezuela is ready to restore ties with the U.S. Raisi thinks that the U.S. wants closer ties with Venezuela due to the country's need for energy resources. Now, speaking of close ties, on Wednesday the 11th, Ali Padron, Minister of Tourism, announced that Venezuela is negotiating with Russia to increase the number of flights between the two countries up to four per week to promote tourism in Venezuela. According to Padron, the flights to Moscow depart every 10 days. Now, moving on, Petróleos de Venezuela, better known as PDVSA, made official the recognition of Martin Philipson as the general manager of the oil company Petropia on Wednesday the 4th. On Thursday the 5th, Rafael Ramirez, former Minister of Petroleum of Venezuela, during the government of Hugo Chavez, condemned his appointment. 
Ramirez accused the Maduro regime of handing over the company into the hands of the United States and giving it for free. In an interview, the former minister said that the new Chevron license conditions to operate in Venezuela violate the laws of mixed companies, since Chevron controls more than 30% agreed in the organic law of hydrocarbons. Speaking of PDVSA, on Friday the 6th, Maduro appointed Pedro Rafael Telechia as the new president of PDVSA, replacing Asdrubal Chavez, cousin of the late president Hugo Chavez. The news was shared on Twitter, where Maduro is assured that this change is because Asdrubal would be assuming new responsibilities within his government. Now let's talk about Venezuela's neighbor country, Colombia. On Saturday the 7th, Gustavo Petro, president of Colombia, arrived in Venezuela to meet with Maduro. The president landed at the Maqueta International Airport, where he was received by the Colombian ambassador to Venezuela, Armando Benedetti. During the meeting, Maduro and Petro spoke about the recent opening of the Colombian-Venezuelan borders and the status of the peace dialogue between the Colombian government and the guerrillas of the National Liberation Army, a process in which Venezuela is a mediator country. On Saturday the 7th, Jose Antonio Salazar, Secretary General of the Colombian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, announced that the Colombian government will open four Colombian consulates in Venezuela during the next three months. The first consulate to open will be that of San Cristobal, followed by those of Maracaibo, San Antonio, and those located on the border until San Fernando de Otabo in the Amazonas. In border news, on Sunday the 8th, Freddie Bernal, Governor of Tachira, reported that the relaxation for the passage of vehicles on the antasio Giradat Bridge was extended until January 31st. In other words, the documentation that is expected to be required to regulate the transit of cars between two countries has not yet entered into force. The date for the end of the measure was last Wednesday the 4th. However, Maduro ordered extension. Next up, on Tuesday the 10th, the Venezuelan foreign ministry announced that 88 Venezuelans returned to the country from Ecuador on the first flight of the planned Vuelta a la Patria carried out this year. The repatriates arrived at the Simon Bolivar National Airport in Maqueta, La Guaira, on a Conavicia aircraft. Moving on, on Friday the 6th, Romeo Levo, a Venezuelan singer, was robbed and beaten to steal her belongings while accompanying her sister for a medical evaluation in Caracas. Reynaldo Arma shared the information on his Twitter account saying that the artist was savagely beaten by her aggressors, fracturing her tibia and fibula. On Tuesday the 10th, Douglas Rico, director of the Scientific Criminal Investigation Corps, reported that officials of that national security body killed one of the criminals involved in the robbery of the singer after confrontation with weapons. If you love Venezuelan telenovelas, this news will surprise you. On Tuesday the 10th, former actor Geronimo Gill was arrested for shooting into the air in front of a restaurant in Caracas. This event happened after the restaurant security team removed the actor from the restaurant after disrespecting a woman. On Wednesday the 11th, the actor was jailed and charged with discharging a firearm, illegal possession, injuries, and fraud crimes. In environmental news, on Monday the 9th, the NGO Amazon Conservation reported that illegal gold mining is accelerating deforestation in Yapacana National Park, located in the Venezuelan Amazon. The NGO revealed satellite images taken between 2021 and 2022, showing how thousands of excavators, bulldozers, and other illegal mining equipment are clearing the rainforest. The organization said Colombian guerrillas control the mines, making it impossible for activists and indigenous groups to enter to defend the lands from further destruction. In other news, on Thursday the 12th, Maduro will deliver the annual presidential speech from the National Assembly facilities. During the speech, 
Maduro will make announcements related to the country's economy and possible measures to be taken in 2023 while presenting his 2022 country report. Moving on, on Friday the 6th, the Venezuelan writer Victoria Di Stefano died naturally at 82. Stefano was the author of novels such as Cabo de Vida, Historias de la Marcha a Pia, Luvia, and Venimos Vamos. She also wrote essays and diaries. And that's it for this week. Let us know at podcast.rorschach.com if you are taking an effort to spend less time on screens. It would be really helpful for us. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.